This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to Let's Go Win. You're here for a Tuesday tune-up, and we are in for a treat. we got a world traveler, a guy that has absolutely crushed it in life, and he's going to share his experience, real estate investor and entrepreneur, restaurant owner, explorer of 100 countries, public servant, both a federal agent and police officer, philanthropist and lifestyle design wealth coach, a founding managing partner of Quattro Capital with a passion for living life, leveraging freedom, principles, financial freedom, time freedom, geographic freedom, freedom of purpose and freedom of relationships. Maurice Philogene used real estate and professional careers to generate passive income and build legacy, all while empowering communities and helping others live their best life now through lifestyle design. Brother, you have been busy. That is a mouthful, but you're one of the most interesting men. You don't necessarily look like the Dos Equis guy, but you're definitely living that lifestyle, brother. Uh, I've gotten that from time to time. How do you... How do you condense 25 years of madness into a paragraph? That's the best I could come up with. That's it's pretty darn good paragraph. And why don't why don't we start there, man? So you you are a federal agent, a police officer, you're your servant, and you've done that and, and you experience that. And then take us from there, man. Maybe, maybe there's a story prior to that, but how did you become so much of what you do? Because your your freedom of life is just is remarkable. I I appreciate that. And um, so I'll 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 start at the end. I'm 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 47. I'm out of the W two world now. Those careers that you referenced, uh, being a federal agent, being a street cop, and actually uh, being an IT executive was in, in the mix as well. I did those for 25 years in parallel. Uh, the military and uh, the IT firm Accenture being you know, two decades, 20 years plus, and then being a street cop was 15 years plus or so. I left all of it November of last year because it was just time. Uh, But along the way, I found real estate in my early 20s, figured out this whole thing called passive income and financial freedom, and started doing real estate as a means to secure financial freedom with passive income so I could go live life and plug into the planet as intended. So real estate was there along the entire way as well. And, you know, you, you start to like I got to certain levels of I'm doing OK financially. And as soon as you can take care of basic needs, you start to realize that life was never about money in the first place. Right. Mm. People will say, why would you do all those things when you were OK with real estate? And the, the answer is because I was living life. And I think that's the most important thing. How I say try life on. We have got to try different things while we are on this planet. Yeah, man, that's one thing uh, I was fortunate enough to be on your show, and yeah. you've you've experienced, man. I love that try life on and how intentional you are about saying, "Look, I'm from wherever I'm from. The world's a whole lot bigger than just that yeah. that little spot on the map." Um, where did that come from, brother? What uh, yeah. did, were you always an adventurous soul or? Where did that kind of come from? Yeah, thank you to Jean Philogene, my amazing father. You know what he did? When I was um, 15, he sent me over to Paris, France to 
spend time with the exchange student who had stayed with us the previous year. So I'm talking high school years. This is 1990. I'll take you back a little bit. His dad, Francois, proceeded to take me and his son, Matthew, around the country for 30 days in an old green stick shift Range Rover. For a 15-year-old inner city kid, Haitian immigrant kid, that was a lot, man. That, that man, French girls, French funerals, French wine, French food. French Boy Scouts, French everything. And you just, all I knew at the time, for real, was just running around Boston. So it really opened up my mind to, oh man, the world can be a lot more than what I know and what else is out there. So I've always had that itch of some sort to go experience life in some way. And I know it started on that particular trip. And then when I hit 21 and got out of college, it just blew up from there. No matter what I was doing, no matter where I was, no matter how much money I had or didn't have, I always took the time to go travel and immerse in culture. And I'm not talking about, um, you know, traveling as a tourist and going to see, you know, tourist attractions and stuff. I'm talking about deep immersion, making meaningful relationships, um, investing time in local shop owners. So every time I would come back, they would always know who I am. And one of my claim to fame right now is pick one of 30 countries that I could probably name. You know, if I go there, someone would be willing to pick me up. And that that means a lot. Right. Um, but that all came from that original trip of my dad exposing me to the world. And that made me understand that you could do and be much more than what, you know, the status quo told us we could. Yeah, it's interesting. Once once that itch is scratched, if you will, it, it does open something up. Like when I studied over in the Netherlands, I just and then I was able to travel so much of Europe. Yeah. You just get to, as you said, and you submerge yourself, not just for a weekend. And I, look, do as much as you can. But once you do that, I don't know what happens other than you just you know that there's more and you know you have to experience more. Um, talk to me about the real estate side, because yeah. I think that's fascinating. You used my favorite F word in the world, which is freedom. It yeah. is my favorite F word. I use it constantly. I believe in it to my core. So yeah. talk to me about your real estate journey. Yeah. Because I think I've heard so many people say, ah, real estate, real estate. And I remember sitting there listening to someone going like, okay, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> um, so talk to me about that, brother, because I think it's fascinating yeah. how much freedom it's allowed you to have. It's important. And to be clear, like I, I just did, I, I did just say I worked 25 years at three careers. So it's not like I'm always running all over the place. What I figured out was to have freedom later and to get off their career highway where I wanted to, I needed to put assets on the table. I figured that out over time because we can have a freedom ish lifestyle nowadays, especially post COVID. People are traveling around, working virtually and things of that nature. They have much more flexibility than we used to have. But especially when I started in 1997, and that really wasn't going on. So real estate was my tool to get there. And that, that word is key. Real estate is just a tool. Like everyone's holding it up as this holy grail and all that. It is not. It is a tool to live life extremely well, build legacy for your family, achieve financial freedom, give affordable housing to people. That's why I love it. Um, the way that I started was in 2002, I bought my first place to live. And sometimes luck matters because when I bought it, 
in Alexandria, Virginia. It was the beginning of the real estate boom of the 2000s. So I buy this condo to live in and the one next door, the exact same floor plan, sold for 30 grand more three months later. That kind of floored me. Called my father as we as kids do and he explained equity to me, which I knew nothing about, but it clicked. You're telling me that I made $30,000 without doing anything? He's like, yep. It's like, okay. So what do you do back then? You go to the library because there was no Google. There was no Yahoo. The library became my first mentor. And I just started reading books. And then by the end of the year, I had bought 10 more places one way or the other. Just reading books and executing. And then here's the big uh, aha moment that happened. There was a realtor back in the day. I feel like she's passed now because back then she was in her 70s. And she gave me the best piece of advice for me. I'm not saying it's for everybody else, but for me. Because she, she noticed that I was starting to chase larger condos in the city, you know, like more flashy type stuff. And she said, Maurice, I'm telling you this piece of advice because I think it will help your entire life. And she was right. Instead of going into D.C. and buying the big, large dodo egg, buy 12 dozen small ones. So what she meant was buy 12 dozen, you know, 100 grand condos and then over time pay them off and create a salary for yourself. That stuck with me. So that's exactly what I did. I just started buying condos over the years. I used my salary plus any cash flow that was coming off of the condos. I would store money, buy the next one, use my salary again, store more money, buy the next one. And then I would just pay them off over time. And by 2015, I got to 160 grand of passive income uh, with 18 paid off homes. I was like, that's pretty cool. But... Again, you start to realize that once you have a little bit of money that covers your basic needs, I'm talking about basic needs, food, shelter, water, uh, stuff for your kids, then you realize that it wasn't about the money in the first place and you need a challenge. And my challenge was moving on to large scale apartment complexes and mobile home communities and what I'm doing overseas now, which is overseas development. It was a, uh, I needed a new challenge. I was, you know, just like we have the rat race and the nine to five. You can have the rat race in entrepreneurialism, too, because I was just pressing the same. I was pressing repeat on the same plan for 15 years. And it got to a point where I wasn't I wasn't growing. Right. So I moved on to multifamily and that's where I sit now. But that's how the journey unfolded. Yeah. You know, it's I, one thing that I, I feel in, in talking to you is a what a, a interesting and, and diverse background you have. But I think about that with your real estate. It's like you're not going to put all your eggs in into one basket. That's really the advice. So instead of buying that, you know, let's just call it a million dollar home, buy ten one hundred thousand dollar condos or whatever that you know were to look like. And so if the roof leaks or something really bad, look, you're not out uh, because the million dollar one, you literally have ten or nine other ones are in operation. Yeah, it was scale. I didn't realize that term back then, but what I was doing was building a little bit of scale to help me. Yeah, so uh, again, being that most interesting man, where are you coming in from today, brother? <laughs> I am in Beirut, Lebanon today, which is why it's a little bit dark on the screen because it's actually 8.15 p.m. and the lighting is bad outside, but I did the best I could do. You look great, man. You look great. So Again, I'd say that only, and I knew where you were. It's obviously, uh, we had talked off air, but you you spend your time living in, uh, you know, other countries. And so it's not just something you say, 
this is how you, this is your life, man. Is like, you got a yeah. spot in the States, have a spot overseas. Talk to me about that, brother, because I think so often, A, our perception of Beirut may not be positive for a lot of us that have just watched the news. Uh, B, maybe I've never experienced Cyprus or Turkey or wherever the heck you have lived and been. Talk to me about that, man, because I think, A, we get to live vicariously, and B, uh, there's so much that we can learn from your experience out there. Yeah, man. You know, um, I think all that traveling over the years, it helped me find ways to make, you know what it did for my mindset? The extraordinary started to become ordinary, right? And the impossible started to become possible. So yeah, I'm in Beirut today. Uh, Sunday, I was in DC. And just like somebody might call an Uber to come pick them up and take them to the movie theater, I go to the airport and I get on that plane, which is really a bus with wings. And going to the airport, which is really a bus station to me. It, it, I've just kind of demystified this whole, like when we go to the airport, it's some big thing. It's, it's, it's nothing. What it does is connect the world for you. And I'm a huge travel hacker. So I have figured out how to get many free flights and you know, all, the, all this stuff to, to come to places like Beirut and what have you. But I love the US. I think we just talked about my somewhat my business journey. I, I would have never had those types of opportunities anywhere else. Never. But the world is a lot bigger than the U.S. There's a lot more people out in the world than the U.S. And what you get from going to places like Turkey. I went to the Finnish Arctic five times. Sweden. Um, Brazil 40 times. Uh, Kenya. Uh, Djibouti, Africa. What, what you get is constant learning. And that's all it is, JM. It, I don't like status quo. I don't like to be at the top of a mountain and just sit there. Let's say, you know, make my way up to being a senior executive in the IT space and I just stay there my whole life. That's just not who I am. And one of the ways I've gotten constant learning is to connect into other countries, other people, other places, and try and figure something out. And what I'm doing in Lebanon, besides the fact that I have amazing friends here now and people that I love, I also have philanthropy work that I do here. And then I take a 30-minute hop flight over to Cyprus, and I've started doing real estate development over there. Not to make money, but because I wanted to be a meaningful part of business community outside the U.S. so I could have that experience before my time was up on this planet. So it is not, you know, it's not a money thing or I want to see every country in the world thing. Nah, man, it's just that I want to have experiences and lifestyle and immerse and learn travel has helped that big time and that's what i'm doing here in beirut man doing something different and also trying to impact people and uh when you do that then you're 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 on top when you can help people anywhere in the world that's cool brother i mean look i don't know when i'll make it over there i haven't yet but i certainly plan on it uh one of the things you mentioned earlier is that affordable housing was important to you and then the philanthropic part of you do those coincide? Do they do they go together, brother? Because when you said that, you know, when you say something, somebody lights up. When yeah. I when you said that, man, you could just see the sparkle about you. So, what is about affordable housing? Why is that so important to you? Because I grew up in it. You know, I grew up in it. Uh, it wasn't the best, and it could have been better. And I have an opportunity to provide that to people, and also. Uh, so in addition to that, I'm not a street cop anymore. 
I can't go bust in someone's house and yank a burglar out while the single mom is in there with her two kids or save someone from a fire or whatever. Same thing with the military. I, I don't have the opportunity to go serve our country in that manner anymore. And I'm a servant guy. I, I really, I just, I don't know. That's where I belong. That's why I picked up multiple careers like that because it's just better to be out there helping people. I just didn't realize until 2016 or 17 when I got into multifamily that real estate was another mechanism by which I could help people. And by that, I mean, so Quattro Capital, and there, there are many operators out there, but specifically Quattro Capital, what we'll do, we'll go find an 80s or a 90s build apartment complex. People don't realize it, but those apartment complexes need to be renovated. If they weren't renovated, then people would still be living with puke green appliances from the late 70s and the 80s, right? So they, they have to get renovated over time. In fact, the federal government wants us to renovate that stuff. Otherwise, they go build projects. And we've seen that. That's not what we want. What we want is quality, affordable housing so the working class have somewhere good to call home. So I can go buy a complex, raise money from private investors and from a lending institution, execute a business plan to get the apartment complex from point A to point B. Over time, the rent will go up a little bit. And that's a, that's a trade-off. Not crazy. I, I'm not in the business of gouging people at all. But we do have to make a slight profit. But what you do is you raise the rent in exchange for in exchange for the tenant giving you more money. You raise the standard of standard of living for that tenant. Countertops, better appliances, nice flooring, dog parks, grill stations, pools, whatever you want to call it, where a family gets to come home to a nice situation. Right. Boom. Then I can also give investors back a better than average return doing that stuff. It just works. So I get to actually still be in the business of helping people somehow. And, you know, the, the funny thing is I'm in a position now where I can help thousands, thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands versus the 10 or 20 that I was helping on the road as a police officer or something like that. So I've finally gotten to the point where I can actually I'm, I'm still not over being a street cop, but I can actually calm it down a little bit because I, you know, I I've found my niche of helping people in a unique way. And that's where the affordable housing thing comes into play. Uh, that's amazing, brother. If somebody was listening, they're like, I like what Maurice is doing. I want to try life on. What's the <laughs> yeah. one to three like tangible tips that you're like, look, if I can do it, as you said before, you know, a, a Haitian immigrant kid from, I think, Boston yeah. originally, you know, you've said that before. So, mm-hmm. but someone else is listening. They're like, and like, Jams this Montana kid that you know. How can I try life on Maurice? What's what's the yep. suggestions and tangible tips that I could take away today? Yeah, absolutely, and it's a it's a framework, right? You people, I think adults in general have forgotten that we we are allowed to dream. We are. We just forget. We used to do it when we were in kindergarten, and all of a sudden we get to adulthood, we get responsible, and we think we just have to press repeat every day. This is how I make or help people try life on. Write down your perfect day in vicious detail. What does it smell like? What does it look like? Where are you? The, the, the breeze is coming off the Gulf Coast uh, into Florida. You go to the coffee shop. You make five business phone calls. You've raised X money from investors. You put it down. You go have dinner with your amazing wife or husband. You go hang out with your friends. Your kids are happy. You write down your perfect day, wherever it is, in excruciating human detail, okay? And 
100% of the time when I get people to do that, they start smiling or crying. 100% of it. Because we forget. All right. So when you write down your perfect day, what is the personal lifestyle blueprint that matches that? So I'll tell you my personal lifestyle blueprint. I don't want employees. I don't want to be tied down to any one location. I don't want to be brick and mortar on K Street in Washington, D.C. I need to have a mobile lifestyle for me to feel good. That is my personal blueprint of how I want to live my life. I'm a, I'm a minimalist. I just don't want a lot of things. I want to be able to get up and go and come to Beirut or go to Cyprus or Sweden or whatever for months at a time. Okay, now you have the personal blueprint that matches that perfect day. The business and employment blueprint comes right after that. Pick the job or the virtual job or build the business around that blueprint such that you can you have the ability to have that perfect day whenever you would like to. That's the key. And that's how I'm way over here in the Mediterranean. It's not that I live my perfect day every single day. That's impossible. It's that I have the framework by which I can pick up and go and go do amazing things around the world when I would like to. So I think that even people who leave the nine to five and go be an entrepreneur, they start building a business and all they're doing is building another nine to five. They're going to be stuck doing every day. But if they can articulate those blueprints and then build build the business or get the job to match it, then you have something totally different and you can go try life on whenever you want to. Yeah, it is a cool thing. I mean, I, uh, I never said the perfect day the way you did, but I've, I've done that. And uh, it is yeah. amazing the emotions that you feel it, it, because yeah. our minds are so creative, right? And if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Uh, Maurice, if people wanted to, to learn more about what you're doing, where you're at, yeah. watch your capital, where, where's the best place to connect with you online, brother? Yeah, so a couple of different places. Quattro Capital, we're an alternative investment firm. We help investors get better than average returns the way that I expressed to you. That's the Quattro Way, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-W-A-Y, the Quattroway.com. Try Life On. I'm trying to help people do just that through coaching. So the website is trylifeon.com. I was doing one-on-one coaching for so long, but there's so much demand that I had to pull together group coaching because I just couldn't keep up with it. Um, but I really believe in it. If you are interested in seeing the views and conversing of how all these things get done, LinkedIn by far. I am constantly active on LinkedIn, talking to people about my particular journey, how it applies to them, how I try life on, how I did three careers at the same time, how it all meshed. And then I demonstrate it pictorially. Is that, yep, that's a word, pictorially on Instagram so people can see where I am and what I'm doing. Any of those platforms. So LinkedIn and Instagram is just Maurice Philogene. And then you have trylifeon.com and thequatraway.com. That's brilliant. I love I love the saying. It's uh, well done. And, uh, man, it's just so interesting. You, you lead an absolutely amazing life. And you're an amazing guy. So I want to thank you for taking the time, brother. I know it's uh, – may- hopefully you got uh, dinner in. If not, maybe you get to go enjoy it after this. <laughs> But uh, man, right now, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on and just sharing. You're you're just such a cool guy. Thanks, JM. Thanks for having me, brother. Uh, it's truly my pleasure. You guys go check him out. I mean, quite literally, when I talk to him, he's he's in Cyprus and he's over here, and now he's in Lebanon and Beirut. It's like it's amazing what his life looks like, and he created all that, and so can you. And I think that's what Maurice 100 percent will tell you is you can as well. So you guys make sure to share this, 
get it out to people, people that want to live that lifestyle, want to be adventuresome, have them go check out Maurice, have them check out Let's Go Win Podcast. I appreciate you all. Remember, your mindset matters, and we will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. 